You're live. Guys, today we are joined by Richard Hart, the uh, founder, uh, the controversial founder of Hex. Uh, we're very pleased to have him on today. Uh, if you guys don't know, we had already done one interview with him, and uh, it, I basically messed up the recording some way, form or fashion. Uh, so we're very thankful to have him uh, come back on the show and very glad that he agreed to come back on. So Richard, how are you doing today? Tired as hell, but I'm going to make it a good show anyway. <laughs> it's gonna Thank be a good you. show do you know how to do anything besides a good show no i'd have to fall asleep or something that'd probably be the all-time highest hits so so we have uh you know we've gotten flack just for saying we're gonna have you on the show as yeah. you know probably a lot of people have that uh you you've talked to mm -hmm. um and so we want to ask you you know we're definitely gonna be asking you some tough questions mm -hmm. today and uh, want to get your response. You know, uh, Jay Chains and I have been di doing some digging, and we found some some things that people have said. And definitely, oh god, oh no! <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> On the we're, internet, we're about the, to bamboozle. Okay, the, the hard questions. The hard oh, questions. Oh no! We're gonna start with which social security number? If you could give nice. Me so, uh, give us just really quickly, or as quickly as as you, you know how to do. Uh -huh. uh, the the thirty thousand foot view, if you will, uh, of Hex for people that may have just heard of it but have uh -huh. no idea what it is. Sure, it's Bitcoin, except it pays stakers inflation instead of miners, and it's more secure because the consensus code is locked in a contract that can't be changed, and the fees are lower, and the throughput's higher, and it's got more audits, and the substrate it runs on, which is Ethereum, has a bug bounty program and more developers. And it has decentralized finance. So if you're in Bitcoin and you want to sell your Bitcoin for something else, you have to get screwed and send your coins to a centralized exchange. They get hacked, they lose your coins, and then you can beg and plead, please let me get my money back. Can I take some pictures of myself with it, my camera? Can I give, send you some selfies? Can I get my money back? Right? Now that's all over. You don't need to do any of that anymore. So if you want to swap your hex for Ethereum, instantly trustlessly no counterparty risk no aml no kyc no sign up it's on the blockchain the code that does the exchanging is on the blockchain we've replaced exchanges we've replaced miners for the most part uh we still use them they still get transaction fees but like the amount the, they don't get inflation in hex right so no miner out there is earning hex dumping the price like they do bitcoin every day to the tune of half a million dollars an hour uh, so it's just, it's everything that I saw as the world's top 10 leading proponents of Bitcoin, uh, on stage saying nice things about it, which I still do. It, I improved it and made it better and it's complete and it's done. It's awesome. It's working now. And over $1.4 billion of Bitcoin has claimed their free hex and over $8 million of Ethereum has been transformed into hex in on only 52 days. So it's, it's going awesome. <clears throat> so, what, go ahead, Justin. I was gonna say, uh, you know, that's I, I, I like the explanation of that, and you know, kind of some of the advancements that you've got on Bitcoin and stuff. You know, in one of the articles that I was reading, um, you know, and this is an article that you're reading and, and seeing everywhere. It's you know being dubbed as a Ponzi scheme, a scam, uh, connected to not connected, but you know, it's to the likes of BitConnect. You know, your website it says that it's designed for ten thousand x returns. I mean. That uh -huh. would fail the Howey test. I think the last time that you spoke with you, you, you don't know shit that... about the Howey test to make that statement. I know more about it than you, and I can educate you if you want. Sure. 
Yeah, it's, it's very simple. That. The Howey test states that a security is when people give money to a pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others. In Hex, only you can mint your own coins. No one else in the world, only you. When you free claim your hex, you mint your own hex. You mine them from scratch. They never existed before you invented them. You're doing all the work. When you stake your hex, you burn your coins. And then when you end stake, you actually mint new coins and a reward. You do all that and no one else in the world could possibly do it for you because you're the only person in the world that has your private keys that you generated. So they put the word solely in Howie because who does the work matters a lot. If you're the one doing all the work, maybe you've got a job or maybe you've got a business opportunity. Maybe you've got a lot of different things, but what you don't have is a security. And then over time, they've tried to like water down Howie and, and weaken it and break that word solely. And they say, oh, well now it's a division of labor. Okay, cool, it's a division of labor. You're doing it all. No one else is doing any work for you. You're doing everything. So it ain't a security, just from that perspective. But then we go farther. We say, okay, you also have to have expectations of profit from the work of others. And so we make sure you have no expectations by saying you must have no expectations. So do you know what the, the people that transform their Ethereum into Hex have been promised? Nothing, absolutely nothing, but a bunch of idiots that have never actually participate in the ecosystem or been in the chat rooms or watched the videos or re read the website, think, oh my God, this, it's an ICO. They're being promised things. No, we're the opposite of an ICO. We're fully complete and finished now and working awesome now. There's no hope. There's no dreams. There's no entrepreneurial effort. There's no managerial effort. It already works and it's already awesome. And it's already distributed. And it's, you could use it through Etherscan. You could use it through another hex. You could use it through hardhex.xyz. You could use it a bunch of different ways. It's just code sitting on the blockchain inert. People have to run it for the network to exist. So when you run it, you're the network. <clears throat> There's just, so as far as the Howie test goes, people make this mistake all the time. They think that making claims to profit somehow triggers Howie. It doesn't. Houses go up in value. Are they securities? Ferraris go up in value. Are they securities? Baseball cards go up in value. Are they securities? Going up in value has no relevance to the Howey test. Who causes it to go up in value? And under what pretense is the entire rubric that securities law exists under? <clears throat> well, we've, seen, we've certainly seen uh, people in the crypto space, founders, CEOs, try to argue uh, in roundabout ways that their project isn't a security and then We've also seen the SEC come in, like in the case of Eritasium, like Reggie Middleton, come in and say, okay, regardless of how you, <laughs> yeah, regardless of how you said everything was set up, we're still going to come in and, and we're going to say, we're going to basically, uh, you know, claim false flags on that and say, no, it, it is a security after all. And that's kind of what happened in that case. I think why wouldn't it said, said, said Veritasium tokens were really more like gift cards than actual like, <laughs> tokens. yes, but indeed, were they? No. They were not right. like they don't like it doesn't this, this is another thing people fuck up. So and I want to get back to that claim about the 10,000 X because that's important as well. It, it doesn't matter what you call the thing. It matters how the thing actually functions. All right. So if in hex is someone else giving you your coins, 
No. Well, then how can it be a sale when you're inventing them yourself? You, using your own computer and your own random number generator, are creating something that has never existed before. It's not a sale. You invented it. Okay. But even though, but even though I'm sending <clears throat> you something of value for it? Or sending it doesn't you matter. The hex it doesn't matter. It, it, it's still, it doesn't matter whether it's speculative or goes up or down in value. That's in the How I Test. It literally says it doesn't matter whether there's, there's money involved. It matters who does the work. Like you have to read, read the majority opinion written in the Howie test or all of the subsequent things. It's about who does the work. It's not, it's because if it, if it was for a sale of something, well then what do you got? Consumer protection law. You've got like truth and advertising law. You've got like the laws to protect people that bought something. Those are not securities laws. There's a different set of laws with a different set of law enforcement and regulation that the, the, the purview of the SEC is very clear and restricted to things that are guys that you give money to, and then they do some type of work and they give you more money back or promise to. That's what they're concerned with. Now, for some reason, crypto people are fantasizing and dreaming about shoving infinite amounts of extra work onto the plates of the SEC because I guess they wish they were judge, jury, and executioner or something. Like they don't have enough on their plate already with all the true, actual, legitimate scamming going on and all the true, actual securities fraud that's going on that they're trying to make everything else a security too and strain these guys under extra pressure. That's retarded. So I believe what Richard Middleton did was an obvious, uh, you know, they publish things about this, right? Like for instance, is it complete when it's released? Okay, if it's not complete when it's released, well then maybe people could assume that someone's going to do some work. And maybe that's a security. Hex is complete. It's done. You can't edit it. It's in the blockchain. It's over. It's done. So there's no comparison. A complete project that is, is nothing in comparison to like non-complete project. They're, they're not the same thing, right? An ICO is where you take people's money with entrepreneurial effort, promise them returns, and go build something. Obviously security. Hex is the opposite of that. You get no promises and it's complete already. It's the opposite. Now back to that 10,000 X. Okay. How much X is Bitcoin up right now? 800,000 X over a penny. Okay. Well then it was fucking designed to do that. Wasn't it? It was designed to do more than that. It was designed to replace fiat currency. And since it started trading at zero, how much X do you think it was designed to do? Millions of X and it fucking did it. It did 2 million X in 2017. And since I'm the only guy smart enough to notice that and advertise it like the smart fucker that I am, everyone else cries and whines like a little bitch. Oh, oh my God, he's saying 10,000 X. It's impossible. How can he do that? Listen, you stupid fucks. Everything else is up higher. Bitcoin did 2 million X. Ethereum did fucking more X in a shorter time frame. It did 10,000 X in two and a half years from 15 cents on Kraken to 1500 fucking dollars. I'm telling done, you what other cryptocurrencies have already done and just saying Hex is designed to do better than that. But then I, people I yell fucking Ponzi. I was in my 20s. So <clears throat> nice. Early 20s. That's the last time I did X. Oh. So, so my point is, I'm smarter than these fucking idiots that flap their lips. I know more about Howie than they do. I know more about speculation than they do. I know more about the charts than they do. I've designed a better cryptocurrency. I built it while they fucking talk about it. That's the difference. These are a bunch of dumbasses that have never been successful in their entire fucking lives that don't know anything about the blockchain or software or speculating or building a fucking business. 
And then they come attack me because I'm improving the world. Every fucking day, new users are on board into Hex. Zero downtime. Awesome. Everything's running fucking great. The only people that have bad things to say about Hex, people who never fucking used it. What about one of the articles? Another thing I want to ask you about, and one of the other articles that I was reading, uh, and it cited uh, a hex developer that actually left the project, citing suspicious reasons. And this guy had said, you know, the, the most interesting technical <laughs> aspects of the projects were they were left off, removed, and instead you guys decided to focus on marketing jargon and empty promises. Yeah, so, purely retarded. Obviously not true. The number of features that hex has is fucking crazy. Like it's hex has a referral program. Amazon has a referral program. Tesla has a referral program. Does Bitcoin have a referral program? Does Ethereum have a referral program? No. Okay, well, that's innovation, right? Uh, Hex has three audits. Does Bitcoin have any audits? Nope. Does Ethereum actually have any audits? Nope. Hex does. Okay, well, tell me where the fucking scam is here. Tell me we're paying thousands and thousands of dollars to professionals to fucking secure it and make sure the software has no bugs. Tell me, show me the scam. Right. Like, it's just insane. Like, it's, it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. Uh, show me the scam. Show it to me. What, uh, what do you say? Uh, <clears throat> one thing that I've definitely heard people say in terms of the way that this has been marketed <clears throat> and the, the way that you've set things up uh, is that it, they've said that the way you set up the uh, claim the free Bitcoin was really mm -hmm. kind of a bait and switch. Like, it was really... So people will come in, claim the Bitcoin, even though the amount of hex you get per Bitcoin is super, super low compared to the amount of ETH that you, or the amount of X uh -huh. you get if you actually put in ETH. So some people have said that that's like kind of a bait and switch that you're kind of like just putting it out there so people know what it is, only so that people, uh, you know, you can collect hex. I They're mean, all assholes. Yes, all those people are assholes. So when I got my Bitcoin, I got it for fucking free. Was that a bait and switch? I double-clicked a program, and boom, Bitcoin appeared in my computer. Was that a bait-and-switch? Because then I bought some. I bought a lot, actually. Did I get bait-and-switched? Because when I mined full blocks in Bitcoin with no fucking pull, 50 BTC block rewards, that shit was only worth $25 a fucking block because Bitcoin cost 50 cents back then. Did I get fucking bait-and-switched? Did I get scammed, bro? Did I get scammed out of my electricity because I took that 50-cent fucking Bitcoin? No! I got freemium onboarded, just like the fucking coupons that you read in the fucking newspaper every day. They give you free shit if you do something they want you to do. Same fucking thing, just like Clash of Clans. A video game makes billions of dollars every fucking year. Free game, but somehow they make billions of dollars. Wow, how do they do that? Good marketing is how they fucking do it. Now, if you don't think that Hex is worth your time to claim... Well, maybe I would have thought Bitcoin wasn't worth my time to mine back when it was 50 fucking cents. But that's not very smart, is it? Because this is the highest appreciating asset class in the history of mankind. And what is worth little becomes worth a lot one day. XLM was nowhere and given out for free, and then it became a top 10 crypto. I think it's maybe 13 now. I'm not sure. Maybe it's, you know, 12. Uh... Bitcoin was given out for free. BCH was given out for free. BSV was given out for free. XRP was given out for free. XLM was given out for free. Every, fucking all these coins are top 10 coins, all given out for free. Do I hear fucking people yelling scam about that shit? Scam? No. If you don't like the free stuff, fuck off. Don't claim it. But $1.4 billion of Bitcoin already claimed their fucking hex. And I'm going to take those guys that have $1.4 billion in net worth over all the naysaying broke little shitheads out there. 
<clears throat> I, I do understand that. There's a bunch of so nerds out there. Now, if, there if you don't like there. the value of hacks to free claim it, then help get the value up. If more people free claim their hacks, less of it goes to the adoption amplifier. The adoption amplifier just gets a copy of the unclaimed coins. If you guys would claim the coins, they wouldn't go to the goddamn adoption amplifier anymore because they'd be fucking claimed. But people are too stupid to read the documents. So look, I don't know who out there is trying harder to get less coins available to the adoption amplifier uh, than people that are promoting hex. Because the more people that claim their coins, the less they don't, they're not given to the adoption amplifier anymore. It's, it's that simple. They just get a copy of unclaimed coins. The math that judges how much hex is minted through the adoption amplifier, which is where you transform ETH into hex, it's literally 1 350th of the unclaimed coins. So if you claim coins, it reduces that number. It reduces the number that goes into the adoption amplifier every day. And there's not, there's only, we're already 50 days in, there's only 350 days. So if you haven't claimed your coins yet, you're missing almost 20% of your stack. It's that simple. <clears throat> so one thing I want to talk about is uh, regarding, so you've designed this, you know, in your opinion to be uh, better than Bitcoin. Yep. I think you, I think you would say that's not your opinion, but you know th that's the way that this was designed to be better. Sure, than I, I designed it to be better than any other cryptocurrency that's ever existed, right. truthfully, and I'm so, happy to so, defend all the features that it has. So, all that being said, it's in everybody's best stake or uh, best uh, interest, not stake, best interest, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, uh, to stake the coins, right? To stake hex. So, if everybody is staking uh, and they're all depends. frozen up, then then how how what is the actual use case? of the coin other than I guess what people have called pumpamentals. <laughs> this is this is people that don't know anything about speculating have this fantasy that valuations in cryptocurrency are tied to utility. It's not it's not said, well, look, well, look I, at I, look at Cardano. Cardano has no product. Yeah. Dogecoin is worth a quarter billion dollars. Bitcoin has less on-chain transaction volume, less retailers, less ATMs more AML KYC uh, is three times lower than all-time highs, but people find utility there. There's utility there, right? Yeah. So like, there is no it, I, I don't. In a meme coin. Well, there is actually. There, there is. Entertain, so, entertainment value. Consent. Well, no. Like people's standards are fucked up. So, what? you have to get to the core of why we're in crypto. Are you in crypto because you want to uh, make people in the third world rich? Okay, you're stupid. It doesn't work. They don't have money to buy in. All the coins, 1% of the coins in the Plus Token Ponzi, 1% of the coin Tim Draper's got, 1% of the coin the Winklevi has got, 6% uh, on centralized exchanges, three quarter of a percent is in Mt. Gox. I could go down this list. It's a long list. Okay, now when do we get down to Africa? 42% of coins are in 2,000 addresses. Now, how many of those are African people? Get the fuck out of here. You're not saving anyone in the third world with, with crypto, okay? I'm, I'm in it for the tech and the babes. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> I'm in it for the gains. And it's the world's fucking highest appreciating asset class that's ever existed. And so it's a perfect reason to be in it. Now, eventually, once everyone has a wallet, then we take over the world because then we get true efficiency. As long as if we, you need circular frictionless uh, cycling of money and velocity in the ecosystem to get efficiency. 
if you don't have those circular economies in the Bitcoin economy, you have inefficiency. So if you have to go through a centralized exchange to get into another currency for anonymity, like if you need to get out of your Bitcoin into Monero for anonymity, you're going to get your ass beat paying the bid-ass spread and the fees. And you have to do it twice. You're going to get into the thing that you want, and then you're going to get into the thing that you really want. So let's say you want to buy a house. Okay, well, you got to get out of Bitcoin into USD, and then you got to out of USD into the house. Fees, fees. Two sets of fees. Sucks. So all crypto will forever be inefficient and unadopted. And the reason people stop accepting it is because it, you lose money accepting it. It confuses your customers. It reduces your closing ratio in the shopping cart. Uh, and then to train your staff to actually utilize it, your customer support. Oh, I need to send a refund. I can't refund him to the address that send it. He might not have the keys anymore. Oh shit. Well, I've got to have this extra thing to handle refunds alone on its own. People that have never been in business don't understand how hard it actually is to handle payments and customer service. And you know, Oh, you want to, you want to run like a freemium offer where you get people on a rebuild campaign. You want to have like a newsletter or something. Oh, you can't rebuild in crypto cause it's push only. You can't pull. Oh, well, I guess we can't do that business. There's all these things that suck about crypto that cannot be fixed until everyone has a wallet. And I don't care what crypto you use. Once everyone has a wallet, it's insanely, insanely efficient. No more middlemen, no more fees, no more crap. But someone has to have the marketing budget to advertise into the real world, to onboard everybody, to get them a wallet, to get those efficiencies. I mean, look, WeChat is so efficient because it's purely digital. PayPal is so efficient because it's purely digital. For crypto to be truly efficient, we need everybody to have a wallet. And until everyone has a wallet, there won't actually be any utility. You'll have darknet utility, which is maybe 2% of the market cap. You'll have maybe hiding some offshore funds. But as long as it's got to come back out into real money anyway, they're going to tax your ass when it comes out to real money. So it's this, this concept that you need something beyond just going up in price for crypto to have value is, is hilarious to me. Because nothing in crypto has that. And it never has. <clears throat> one of the things that you said when you spoke about wallets and, and you know, everybody needs to have an address and a wallet. You know, one of the things we, we were talking about last week, Ben and I, were uh, the number of Bitcoin addresses with uh, with one or more Bitcoin <clears throat> in it at this particular moment is like it's like 750,000, something like that. It's risen 11% in the last 12 months. So we're oh. starting to see this. We're starting to see more and more people with wallets, actual Bitcoin in it, not just your airdroppers and, you know, those people. We're, we're not there yet, but we're moving in the right direction, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I'll give you the exact, I'll give you the exact numbers right now. So right now, the number of addresses that have one Bitcoin in them are two million. Nope, I'm pretty far from the screen here. Uh, yeah, two million. So there's two million addresses that have uh, from 0.1 to one Bitcoin, and actually, that's 10% of all Bitcoin. That have either a tenth or one Bitcoin in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and it's the, it's and, and it's ten like percent of all Bitcoin has that or under. So if you if you can look this stuff up, you just Google Bitcoin rich list. It's going to take you to a website called BitInfoCharts.com, and it has a really great uh, breakdown. So for instance, when I say forty-two percent of coins is held in under two thousand addresses, right now it's forty-two point oh one percent. If you look at the column all the way on the right, 62% is held in addresses that hold over 100. Wow. So the, the number of addresses, the number of addresses that hold up to one Bitcoin is four is 3.6%. So those people that you're talking about, all of the people, 
all of the coins that exist from zero to one at the max is 3.61% of the total supply. So it sounded good when you quoted it, like, oh, there's 2 million wallets, but it sounds a lot less good when you go like, oh, they actually don't own shit. You know what I mean? Well, well I said that the people that own one or more Bitcoin, not the people that own less than one. Mm, okay, but you're including, <laughs> I mean, own one or more is like, so if you, own one to 10, if, you, if you own one to 10, you have 9.6% of the supply in that strata. If you own 10 to 100, you own 25% of the supply. If you own 100 to 1,000, you own 20%. If you own 1,000 to 10,000, you own 27. If you own 10,000 to 100,000, you own 13. And 100,000 and up is 2.65. So Bitcoin rich list, you can look this stuff up. Like it, so, so back to hacks. People are angry about hacks because they're idiots and they don't understand it. They don't get it. They think it's a scam because it's advertised like a scam because they, it talks about gains and appreciation. And they're too stupid to understand that people are in crypto for the gains. That's the only reason people buy this crap is because it goes up in price. So the most important feature that any cryptocurrency that's not a stable coin can have is that it appreciates. Maybe you could find some utility for anonymous coin stuff which the Bitcoin uh, core team just uh, put some pull requests in that hopefully will get adopted and rolled out on the main net. I would look forward to that. Um, I, I think that's bullish price short-term and mid-term, and I think it's actually bearish price long-term because you'll un unleash a ton of supply that people were afraid to spend. People were afraid to spend their Bitcoin because they know it's trackable. But once they can spend their Bitcoin, it's not trackable. They can go into any other coin they like, they can do a lot of very interesting things, but it doesn't help the buy side, right? It's like, uh, I, I, th I think that short and midterm, uh, a fork for anonymity, in the, which is what is planned next in Bitcoin would be awesome. And, but I think long-term it's actually, well, short long-term, like I think two and three years out, it's probably bad for price, you, four so, and five. So you're saying, you said that it, it, that is a planned thing is for- Yeah, yes, that they already have, yeah, Peter Roulet, a few days ago, uh, finished uh, three pull requests, which were turned into BIPs. And there's now a BIP for Schnorr signatures, which makes our signatures oh, this, more efficient. Yeah, tap script and tapped root, which makes everything anonymous. Yeah, I, I think, I know that like the Litecoin community was, uh, they were all wanting Litecoin to institute like Wimble, so it could be anonymous, but I don't think it's gonna happen because, I, uh, you know, all of a sudden- There are any devs. There's no one working on it. Litecoin has no devs. There's no one doing anything. There's no well, work I, being done. I understand that. But theoretically, if it were to happen, I talked to some of the main people at Litecoin and uh, they said they don't really want to do it because all of a sudden now you get a lot more heat from it from the U.S. government if your coin's anonymous. You know, well, they, it's, fun they, it's funny that Charlie Lee tweeted that then, isn't it? When no one's working on it and no one wants it, maybe he shouldn't have tweeted that. Yeah. That seems a little pumpy dumpy to me. What, what did he tweet now? Oh, he tweeted, oh, we're doing confidential transactions months Recently? ago, a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, nothing ever I think he said they happened. were looking into it. Nah, he said it more harshly than that. Yeah. He, well, he said he said that shit I, was going to happen is, is what I remember. But uh, you know what? I'll just I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll answer fine. your questions while I'm looking it up. <clears throat> okay. But regardless, the point is, I don't think that's something that will ever be pursued by them uh, because all of a sudden now, you know, it, the, the government, the U.S. government loves the fact that Bitcoin is trackable. 
you know, I mean, I don't think they, they really want care, to know every single transaction. So they don't really give a fuck. You don't think the government cares? Not really. Look, the, the real people that are really in the job of stopping criminals realize that there's no volume on Bitcoin. The criminals use the U.S. dollar. The criminals use the black market peso exchange. The criminals use Smurfs and a million different things. They could not use Bitcoin at all. It can't support them. It doesn't have the volume. It is a fucking joke. No actual criminal organization can do any significant percentage of its evil that it needs to do through crypto. It's not possible. So like the real people that are in charge of really stopping crime through meta law enforcement by like detecting uh, suspicious activity reports and such, they don't give a fuck about crypto. Crypto is used for like this much crime, this little tiny bit right here. It's jack shit. If, if they like, if, if they do care, they're misallocating their resources because the vast majority of crime is not happening on crypto. Well, there's well just, and it's, there's... it's not it's not even crypto either. I mean, think about guns. I mean, think about gun reform and gun laws. It's like it's not the people that are following the laws that are doing all the killing. It's the assholes that are buying guns out of the back of a car. Right. I, you know, uh, where I grew up in America, you could buy a damn gun from somebody that wanted to sell it to you. They had property. You could buy their property. This whole idea that you got to keep asking people for permission to perform commerce with other people is making me pretty sick. The fact that you can, the fact that everyone wants to get rid of cash and make it plastic so that you got to beg, plead and cry and hope that the plastic and the, and the people that you can't call that have no face allow you to buy food and allow you to buy clothes. That's fucking disgusting to me. And it's also a national security issue. If we ever go to war, first thing that's going to go down is the fucking internet. And if all you've got is electronic payment methods, and that includes crypto, you are going to be fucked as a nation. Cash, real physical cash, is a national security concern, and we must maintain real physical cash to be strong in the face of threats. Crypto does not solve that. Getting rid of fucking cash does not solve that. <clears throat> so we were talking a little bit earlier about... Uh, the speculative nature of crypto and you know you brought up the fact that it will really only be usable and have utility when everyone has wallets uh so like, it's going to be most I, efficient I, yes yeah i just want to make sure like i i understand like, like what is your long-term idea of where crypto is going like do you think that is something that will eventually happen and everyone will have wallets or do you think that's just a pipe dream so all we need to focus on pretty much permanently speculation I, I, I definitely think everyone will have wallets. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's just like everyone has a phone number, right? Like everyone didn't have a phone number and now they do. Not everyone. I know a poor guy somewhere. No one cares. <laughs> We're talking about the majority of people here. Right. So uh, everyone will end up having a wallet. So, so let me give an example. So in Hex, if you want to onboard from Ethereum into Hex, every day there's a lobby that transforms your well there's a lobby and then it counts how many people got in and the bucket of people that got in with eth uh you know have the right to mint the bucket of hex blah 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 anyway at the end of the day like people are putting in about 500 eth every day and then they're getting out about 500 million hex so roughly like you know depending on whether you get a 10 percent bonus or clicking a referral link uh you know you're getting about million or 1.2 million uh hacks for each Ethereum you put in. But what if you want to go the other way? If you want to go the other way and you want to go from Ethereum, or if you want to go from hacks into Ethereum, well, you can't do that on go to hex.win. 
you have to do that somewhere else. I think the best place in the world to do that is on hexdex.win or hexswap.win. They just forward to the same place. It's this thing called Uniswap. And it's that exchange I was telling you about that's on the blockchain. So there's no more centralized exchanges. They don't just do that for Hex. And Hex is the number eight liquidity and number eight volume on that exchange. And there's a whole long line of projects you would recognize that we beat their ass already in 50 days. And we're above them. I expect to see more of that because Hex is that good. It's designed that well. Um, so you can use that Uniswap system, which has an automated market maker, trustless, for anything that's on the Ethereum network. Anything. Any ERC-20. Which means anyone can set up a trustless exchange between any two ERC-20 tokens or ETH and any ERC-20. And the most popular ERC-20 in the world and the most popular crypto in the world is Tether, USDT. Well, that means that anyone that wants to can set up an exchange between Hex and Tether and provide liquidity. And then we've got an instant trustless exchange between Tether and Hex. And you could, like, that logic, that system can be exported to other blockchains and can be exported to other endeavors like, oh, you've got WoW Gold? Okay, well, now we've got a trustless exchange that goes from WoW Gold to this. And I think, and I haven't looked into this yet, I just started looking at it a couple of days ago, I think you can chain these contracts one after the other so that you can route from whatever you got to whatever you want by hopping through the contracts. And that would solve this problem of how do you get everyone with a wallet? Because everyone doesn't need a wallet. They just, everyone doesn't need the same wallet. They just need a wallet and the knowledge that they can get to where they're wanting to go through this routing. That's, that's a huge breakthrough. That's, I mean, think about who makes all the money in crypto. Ponzi schemes, that's bad for the world. Centralized exchanges, that's bad for the world. And token founders, I got a soft spot in my heart for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get rid of the goddamn centralized exchanges. Now look, Hex is on 13 different exchanges. But I'm not out here saying a damn thing about any of those because we've got a decentralized, better thing that works better that's, you know, people said Bitcoin's programmable money. Ha ha ha. Go ahead, program it. Show me your program. Show me when you program Bitcoin. Do, do it. I'm ready. Can't program shit. Can't do anything with it. Can't fucking do a single thing with it. Oh, hey, I want to send somebody some money at 10 a.m. Fuck yourself. That's what you can't do anything. Right. In, in Ethereum, you actually have programmable money. I mean, you could do the sky. Well, OK, it's really. It's really limited in what it can do mathematically because you'll run out of gas. Like Hex pushes the absolute limit of what you can do in Ethereum. Like you couldn't add, you couldn't really add any features. We, we had to drop the years from 50 down to uh, 15 on the stake length because of gas limits. Um, you know, we push the limit of what that technology can do. And it, it's enough. It, it's, it's like, you know, do checks work? Yeah, they work. Do ACH transfers work? Yep. Does Swift work? Yep. Does direct debit work? Yeah. Everything works, right? People, people are a little crazy like this. Oh, what utilities an altcoin have? Well, can you buy it and send it to your friend and then he could sell it for money? Okay, well, that's a fucking lot of utility. Like, what do you want? Isn't that good enough? Is it, do you hear anyone losing money on Dogecoin? I don't. You hear anyone losing mon money on Monero? I don't. I heard some people lost some money in Bitcoin gold today, but double spend. <laughs> People are like, Richard, why don't you do your own chain? Why don't you do your own chain? How's Hex going to be worth more than Ethereum? Well, first off, all the ERC-20s are already worth more than Ethereum. 
Uh, and second, Amazon's worth more than FedEx and the UPS that carries his shit. So it turns out that value in an ecosystem lies at different levels and it usually accumulates at the end point and not in the middle, which is why every cable company wants to become a television channel. They want to be Netflix. They don't want to be a dumb pipe anymore. Well, Ethereum compared to Hex, I believe is a dumb pipe because if we don't like what's going on there, we can fork and go somewhere else. I like what's going on there. I don't want to fork and go somewhere else. I like the interoperability. I like staying in the same trustless ecosystem. You know, if you try and go to another chain, you got to do two transactions and an atomic swap. And it's, you know, we've got atomic swaps already. I can atomic swap between Ethereum and Bitcoin and between Hex and Bitcoin, but it's clunky. It's a little slower and it's a little harder. It's, it's not, you'd be surprised with that clunkiness and delay. Uh, it really hurts adoption. Uniswap, huge adoption. Our, our uh, atomic swaps, no adoption. <clears throat> so I want to get into to one last thing that has brought up. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, one of the things uh, about Hex is a lot of people don't know a lot about it. And they just like start firing off at the mouth with, you know, what their opinion on it, their opinion of it is without really understanding. And then we get the herd mentality and things like that. So I thought it was really important during this podcast to really go over some of the things that people don't understand or some of the things that people are asking the most questions about. And that's really sure. what I've tried to do with a lot of my questions. One of the things, and I know we talked <clears> about <throat> this when we did our phantom recording last week, was uh, the Ethereum that, that was moved. So mm -hmm. there was a bunch of Ethereum that came into your, or to the, the address for Hex, right? Yeah. And it's gone to, you know, it, it's gone outwards. And uh -huh. you told us last week that anything that you would buy, you would expect something in return and you wouldn't be standing over the shoulder asking them you know what they're doing uh -huh. with it right right i know that's not an exact comparison because we're minting our own tokens and things like that but the, the point here is is that you right. know like with with icos i know that's not what you are mm -hmm. with icos like they have marketing budgets and you can kind of see the percentage that they're yeah. supposed to disperse uh yeah. you know like this percentage is supposed to go to advertising this percentage is supposed mm -hmm. to go towards technicals whatever the case may be yeah um and i think that's one thing about this ethereum that people are wondering is like they deposited it all to get their hex and now it has moved it's gone somewhere else and people are wanting like where did it go what happened to it so if you could just kind of go back over that again um and kind of talk about um sure you know where is the head or the east mm -hmm. where's the east right yeah if what you, you accept money <laughs> into a pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others you are a security Hex is not a security by doing the hard thing, the honest thing, and giving you no expectations and telling you that whatever Ethereum you send to the contract, you will never receive any benefit from it whatsoever at all, nothing. Now, let me repeat that to you because everyone that's in my chat rooms and everyone that appears to actually have participated in the project understands this. But all of the people that have never participated and may never, they seem to get it a problem getting it into their head. So I'm going to try really, really clear to get this into your guy's head and all the listeners head. When you send Ethereum to the contract, you are never, ever, ever going to receive any benefit whatsoever from doing so ever. And in, in the hopes that you really, 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 truly understand that, you're also not even going to know who you're sending it to to try and have expectations of them. 
Do you get it? Yeah. Because and I think the way it ain't a security. The last time was it ain't a security. You go to Best Buy and you buy a thousand dollar TV. You can't call Best Buy and say, "Hey, what'd you do with that grand that I paid you?" So I do understand. Well, you could, what you're but saying. they would just tell you to fuck off because you should stop counting say. other people's money, basically. So if if this was a security, and by the way, which is just hilarious, if you buy stock in Microsoft, go ask them what they did with your money so that they can tell you to fuck yourself. Okay, if you buy stock. In, uh, you know, if you buy some shares in the local Burger King and you go there and you ask, you know, the manager, hey, what'd you do with the money? Fuck yourself is the answer. I don't understand where these people get off thinking that they get to look into the books of anyone else in the whole world when they've never had the opportunity to. Even public companies that publish their fucking records don't show you invoices from their fucking suppliers. I don't know what planet these people are on. I guess they're on ICO planet where the ICO people pretended to show you some invoices for their fucking projects that all went to zero and never got to market. Is that where you guys got this idea that you should start checking for where's the fucking money go? It's I, like I think it, hilarious me, to me. Me personally, the, what I think about that, and, and Richard, I, I do understand what you're saying about this particular aspect because I, I, I understand it. I, I, I just get it, right? Yeah. Um, I think the problem is that you've got a lot of young investors that don't know don't know anything about anything, and they think that they're owed an explanation of everything. You, you well, know? look, I can tell you that the world of the outside world of people that have not actually participated in hacks appears to act a lot differently than the world of people that have participated. The people that have participated, I, I, I'm in the chat. And I don't see people going, hey, when are you going to spend the Ethon X? Never happens. Never. Never, ever, ever happens. You must, you ever. must be serving some pretty good Kool-Aid in the Telegram channel. No, we have a bot that answers everybody's questions instantly. So if you ask, where's the ETH? Someone types exclamation mark ETH. And it goes, here's why you shouldn't ask that. And it's better for the project if no one knows because we don't want this to be a security, so you must have no expectations. And in the furtherance of that, blah, 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 it has its own chat room. So if you type, like, if you go to Hex Crypto, t.me forward slash Hex Crypto, Hex Crypto, and you type exclamation mark ETH, it's going to tell you that, and then it's going to send you to Hex AA, which is where it has the long pinned list of all the disclaimers and all the videos where I explain this a million times. And it gives you in text, it gives you in video. If you want to argue about the origin address, you go to Hex FUD and read the pinned. We've, we've been doing this for several years now, and we've got every single possible question that you could possibly come up with answered in video and text, and it's already copy pasta that anyone could trigger with a hotkey. So you, if you want to see the menu, you type exclamation mark pasta, and it gives you all the, all the responses. It's like, it just, I just, here's a funny one for me, right? People go, uh, Why'd the ETH move? Well, what did you think it was going to do? Was this advertised as some type of plan to prop up the fucking Ethereum price by, by holding a bunch of ETH? No, it wasn't. It was advertised as, you ain't going to get no benefit from the ETH. Don't even think about it. So if, if you expected return and results from that ETH, you'd expect it to move, wouldn't you? And if you expected no results from the ETH, you'd also expect it to move. So what stupid fucks out there, of which are numerous, apparently they're, they're writers on, on crypto blogs, what stupid fucks out there thought it wouldn't move? And what the fucking sense would that make? It doesn't make sense in either condition. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm unaware, 
has there ever been a project that was just like, yo, let's fucking deadlock this shit for eternity. And like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm, I'm fuck, I don't, I thought that when I founded Hex, I would get reasonable, smart questions. Like, hey, how do you, why do you say that Hex is more secure than Bitcoin? Well, what makes you think that? Doesn't Bitcoin have more hash rate? I thought I would get smart questions. Instead, I get questions that don't make any fucking sense. Like, where's the ETH? The ETH that you'll never get a benefit from is what you're concerned with? Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't know. They don't read the website, I guess. It's, I guess. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, um, I, I think <clears throat> it's people's responsibility and idea of, of what they want to do with their own money. So if, if people believe in Hex, if they believe in what you're doing, if they read the website and they, they think it sounds good and they decide that they want to put some of their money towards it, and I would only advocate people putting whatever they can afford to lose in any investment, not just Hex, that goes for gambling, goes for anything, and that's their opinion, that's what they want to do, then let them do it. I, I feel like people have this idea that even though cryptocurrency is supposed to be all about Let's be responsible for ourselves and we don't need banks. Let's make all our own financial decisions. But it's like 99% of crypto feels like they have to white knight for everybody out there, you know? Well, they don't even do a good job at it. They spend all this time fucking with hacks, which is audited. And what are they doing about CSW? Not a fucking thing. What are they doing about plus token? Not a fucking thing. What are they doing about the thousand fucking scams? There's so many scams. I have to change my username to don't ever send me money imposters everywhere that's my username on telegram richard hart bracket don't ever send me money imposters everywhere bracket that's fucked up right like i'm out there actually making an effort trying to stop the fucking scams and everyone else is like oh fucking that richard uh, yeah he's a scammer am i really let's see i called the 20k christmas i called the 19k short i have a free trading chat where i tell everyone not to trade a free calls channel, a free uh, pair of self-help books I wrote, free videos, ads turned off, no uh, referral links for any uh, exchanges. What more can I fucking do? Like, what more free shit can I give you, crypto? Oh, I can make a currency and give it to you for free. Okay, so I did that too. I give you free coins as well. I'm the fucking giving tree. Like, I can't possibly give crypto more than I've given. <clears throat> well, I, I think everyone's better. Like the, the entire crypto community is bitter. And that's what it boils down to. They're, they're always looking for the next thing to be outraged about. I said yesterday, like, <clears throat> and we're going to talk about this on the podcast uh, in our intro to this interview. But like this thing with, you know, Kobe Bryant obviously died yesterday. It's extremely sad. Like he's my favorite player. I'm absolutely heartbroken and devastated. But all of a sudden, like Justin Sun posts a, a tweet about Kobe dying and mentions like, hey, he was at Nitron last year, which I was actually there. I saw Kobe there. And everything like that and like all of a sudden everybody in crypto is having a freak out over it it's like everybody's such a snowflake like somebody can't even post something about somebody dying without someone having a problem with it you don't see you, nike did the same thing nike did it nobody did, had a problem with the nike post no one had a problem, with, a problem with the drone post they only had a problem. but it's only the crypto community because the crypto community is so obsessed with making everything about them because no one outside of crypto cares about it so yeah i, I think they're a bunch of snowflakes so it's like ridiculous. it, 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 it <laughs> I, and the funny part is it doesn't work. The more they hate Hex, the better Hex does. Like everybody hates CSW, top five crypto, enjoy. Ha ha ha, ha ha. Uh, everyone hates Hex. 1.4 billion in BTC claimed, uh, up 140% over the last 22 days. So 
the people that bought 22 days ago that are up 140, you know, 144%, 142% now, you think they dislike hacks? <laughs> like, you know, the people that are angry, are the people that don't have a hacks bag, those are the people that are angry. People that have hacks bags, I think they're a lot happier. <clears throat> well, I guess that, that's going to wrap it up for us, uh, Richard, today. We, we certainly, like I said at the beginning, we appreciate you, you know, so much coming back on every it's recording my pleasure. with us. Uh, because of my mess up uh, earlier this week. It's all good. Technical or difficulties. I know we got a record of this one because I live streamed my end, So We do. I know. I was thinking like, oh, God, even if somehow I managed to mess <laughs> this one up, I got, I got a copy somewhere. Hey, can, can I ask you a question? Did you did you ever try Hex yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I have it all staked. Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, it went well. It wasn't very confusing. Right. The, the, the one thing that I will say that uh, was, it wasn't a problem, but... Uh, I had to create like a separate MetaMask, so I ended up having to use a different browser because I didn't want to uh, unsync my MetaMask from yep. Chrome. So I ended up yep. just downloading Firefox. It didn't. You work know, you can Chrome. just make an extra install in Chrome. You just make a new user. If you go to oh, Chrome and you click Add User, it makes a whole new browser. You can have a whole new MetaMask in it, oh, wow. and you could just you could have as many MetaMasks as you want, and it's separate cookies and separate everything. So if you're if you're managing like uh, you know a work identity and a home identity. Yeah. The Chrome uh, user thing is way better than Firefox's because Firefox just came out with like a, a colored browser management thing and you don't have separate uh, add-ons. The add-ons are shared, which is garbage. So, gotcha. <clears throat> well, I did. I, I, st I still have to check it out. I didn't, you didn't even share that uh, screen share or anything. I think, I think if you guys, if you guys watching, uh, anybody that actually tries Hex will love it. It's, it's really that easy. It's, I, I, it just damn works. Yeah. And I mean, if you if you have Bitcoin, if you had Bitcoin in a wallet on the snapshot, I mean, there's literally no reason not to do it. Even if you're super skeptical, even if you think it's just a really tiny amount you'd be getting. In my opinion, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, if people want to send in Ethereum, that's a whole other conversation. I personally can't tell anybody to do anything with their money uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, you know, if, you, if there's no point not to claim. So... Well, Richard, thank you so much for pleasure, uh, coming on, and thank we you, will talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, chat. I'm here sweating my ass off, tired, irritable. Ugh, these lights make it so hot in here. I'm going to come look at your questions. Why not? Dying tired. I know there's a 20 second lag from when I say hi to when you guys see it. So I'll give you some time to ask me a couple good things before I head off. <laughs> Somebody writes in chat bracket imposters everywhere. Bracket. Yep. There are a lot of Richard Hart impersonators, man. A lot. Less streams, more work. I don't know if I can do more work, man. <laughs> the candle burns at both ends, sir. But it gave a beautiful light. Um, yeah, green candles, you know. Funny fact, in the West, green candles mean price up. But in the East, 
green candles mean price down. Red candles mean price up. They love red over there. You know, that's why uh, you get these red envelopes in holiday time full of money and such. <clears throat> what do I think of David Sinclair? Well, he's working on the most important thing in the world, which is human longevity and human health. So hero in my book. I wish I was more like him. Wish I was working on what he was working on. One day, one day I will be. Talk about coronavirus. It sucks. Stop eating weird animals, please. Just stop eating weird fucking animals. Wild animals have wild problems. And then you have wild problems yourself. Because mammals tend to share viruses with other mammals. So when you're out there eating mammals, it's dangerous, man. It's just like cannibalism. Cannibalism is a bigger problem than people think because you get viruses from the people you're eating. It's like, don't do it. Don't be cannibal. Don't eat weird wild meat if you can avoid it. Or, you you know, hey, you'll just throw a pandemic on the world and kill 20% of us. <clears throat> so in the coronavirus, apparently it's these horseshoe bats that uh, have it, and then they poop it out, and it goes on the fruit, and then these marsupial-like creatures, I think they are marsupials, or they're related to them. They look like cats. They're called civets. They eat the fruit. And then the civets get turned into food. And then people get the disease. Um, yeah. BTC price calls just for fun. Short-term bullish, mid-term bullish, long-term bullish. However... Maybe for eight months to a year, 1.2 years after anonymity actually gets rolled in, which it may never, but if it does, I think that'll be some extra sell pressure because people will feel safe getting rid of some bags they've been holding for a while and turning them into other bags like maybe Hex, maybe USD, maybe a house, you know. <clears throat> I, I think it will unlock supply from those fearful of chainalysis, chain analysis, chainalysis. Air conditioning would make a lot of noise, so I don't turn it on. Don't I feel sometimes lonely? Nope. Some people don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't understand things moderately intelligent people are saying either. It's a lot of stupid to go around. Uh... Somebody asked an actually smart question. Holy fuck. Thank you, Sam. Thoughts on Uniswap liquidity and how it may affect price. Uh, seems like more liquidity might suppress price movement. Ah, I've been thinking about this. So if you've been curious why all the cryptos move together, it's because they trade versus each other. Now, let me explain that. So on Uniswap, it is a hex ETH pair. And if no one ever traded there again, and it was just stuck at the ratio that it is now, then the USD price of hex 
would be locked in step with the ETH price because they're interchangeable at a rate. And if that rate never moves, then whatever price fluctuation ETH gets is exactly the price fluctuation HEX gets. And so you've got what's what I call bonding. Maybe some better word for it, but I'm going to call it bonding. So the Uniswap liquidity is the bond between the ETH and the HEX price. So right now, HEX is appreciating in terms of ETH. And so you have a bond. And so you can see on the chart, if you, if you turn on the chart and you have it turn on USD and versus ETH, you'll see that they're locked until HEX appreciates. And then it just steps up the movement. And then they're still locked, but HEX just keeps moving farther away. And this is on a USD chart. So that's the reason that I was looking at that. Uh, that's the reason I made that tweet yesterday where I said, you know, I think 2020 could be a year, you know, imagine it with me. It's a possibility where USD loses value to Bitcoin. Bitcoin gains against USD. Ethereum gains against Bitcoin and HEX gains against Ethereum. And in the last uh, uh, 22, 23 days, that's what we've seen. We've seen uh, HEX appreciating against ETH, ETH appreciating against BTC, and BTC appreciating against USD. And I think that could uh, continue. Now, it's not a prediction. I, I have no crystal ball. I can't tell you what the future uh, you know, is, but I can tell you what a possibility is. And it's something that we've seen. So basically, the energy... The density of liquidity in the Uniswap uh, hexed ETH pair strengthens the bond between ETH and HEX, ties their prices together, and it makes it harder to displace that, that bond because it, it, in order to force the price one direction or another, it takes more economic energy to do that the more liquidity there is. Now, there is something that cancels that out. So that bonding that, I, that I've just described, uh, it is canceled out by the, the increased utility of the currency through having thicker order books. Because if you, you know, a few weeks ago, if you wanted to buy, you know, 10 ETH, it's maybe $1,500 worth of X, and you wanted to do it on uh, Uniswap, which I like the links, hexdex.win or hexswap.win. I prefer hexswap.win. Because um, so many DEXs are done poorly that the word doesn't, it, it doesn't bring a good user experience memory. Uh, and it usually involves order books and complications. So I prefer the term hex swap because it's just very clear. You can get from this to that or that to this. Very simple, very easy. So if you used to want to trade uh, 10 uh, ETH for hex, you used to have to pay, you know, some slippage, right? Like you're not going to get a big, a good deal because you're going to push the price against yourself. But now the order books are so thick. That if you go to if you go right now, all you guys in your home and your browsers, just do this right now. Hit Control T or open a new tab and go to hexswap.win. And then uh, just put one ETH in the ETH side. And that's gonna show you like 1.2 million hacks, something like that, 1.3 million hacks. Now 10x your order and make it 10 ETH. And you're gonna see it hasn't changed very much. Like the digit moved, but you're not paying much slippage, right? Now put it 100. Okay, now you can get a little bit of slippage. It's reasonable. It's very reasonable. So the ability for whales to get in and get out 
is something that they care a lot about. And it, it makes uh, trading in and speculating in hacks a much more viable proposition for larger entities when they can get in without getting murdered moving against the price, moving the price against themselves. So on the one hand, extra Uniswap liquidity strengthens the bond of HEX to ETH and makes it require more economic energy to shift uh, HEX higher than ETH or to shift it lower than ETH at whatever ratio it is today. Um, but it also brings uh, the opportunity for whales to come play with larger numbers and it makes a more efficient currency. A thin book basically means if you ever want to use a currency, you're paying a huge penalty. Oh, you want to sell? Ah, take a 10% hit. Oh, you want to buy? Take a 10% hit. That sucks. No one wants to get hit 20% round trip if they buy and sell the thing. That sucks. Nobody wants that. And so the solution to that is thicker order books. So, um, you know, currencies have a war of liquidity. The currency that has the most liquidity tends to be the most useful. And thus, I think it's very important that Hex has high liquidity. Um, I think it's a great asset, a great feature. And if you look at the things that really make a cryptocurrency useful, is it easy to use? Uh, does it go up in value? Can you get out if you want to get out? Can you get in if you want to get in? You know, uh, how are the tools? How are the ecosystem? How's the charting? How's, how's the growth? How's the, how many new users are getting put on? How many more addresses are appearing? You know, uh, those are the things that matter, the metrics, right? Outside of those metrics, I, I, you know, security matters, but it's really hard to measure. Can't put it on a chart that easily, right? Was audited by smart people or not? Remember, you got three audits, okay? They were done by good people. You can't really put the rest on a chart, right? Um, you get diminishing returns. Would a fourth audit be any better? Probably not. Um, but the things you can put on a chart are liquidity, volume, uh, slippage, right? Like how, how good a deal can you get getting in? Users, right? We just got over 20,000 users on Telegram. We've got, uh, I think, over maybe 11,000 on the YouTube and I, on, the, on the Hex Crypto Twitter. And I think on my Twitter, I've got like 57.6K or something. Um, so those are the, the things I look at are, is it functional? Is it awesome? Is it, is it working? Is there new users coming on board? What's the chart look like? Oh, it just goes up, okay. Well, I like that. Now, in the beginning, people overpaid when they got into HEX. They, they paid too high a value for it. In order for that price to have maintained at that level, it would have taken millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of new money to hold it up there. And they just, they all pushed the price against themselves. So the best way that I can visualize that like day one price is, imagine you were the only person that was ever buying HEX and you were the only person entering the adoption amplifier and you went all in day one and you left the other 349 days. Actually, for AA, it's uh, 351 total days. So, you know, you got in at day one, you all end, and then you left nothing for all 350 remaining days. Well, the price chart you would have created by yourself would have been a line, and then nothing, and then flat. It would have been an L. You did that. And then a bunch of people did that together and made an L shape because they all over FOMO day one, even though I published the EOS chart, which had a 350 day launch, even though I published the source data, even though I published the charts, even though I went on live stream and said people over FOMO day one, people just over FOMO day one. So we kind of tried to anticipate that with a 2X supply on day one. And you know, it needed to have been a 20X supply. It just wasn't, 
reasonable. You couldn't guess it because no one knew it was going to happen, right? But those guys at dollar cost averaged, they're looking a lot better because they got in uh, June 5th, which was 22, 23 days now ago, and we're up 140 plus percent from that. And who knows? Maybe it keeps going up. Wouldn't that be nice? So, yeah. Um, trying to guess what other people are going to do. The Keynesian beauty contest. It's like, <laughs> you know, if everyone else dollar cost averaged, the people that would have done the best would have been the people that all in day one. Then if everyone all ends day one, the people that dollar cost average win. And now the question is, if you look at the EOS chart, you know, the EOS chart showed optimal entry, maybe 90 to, 90 to 130 day range. look like the low. Uh, go check the chart. You can go to hexcrypt.me forward slash hexcrypto and type uh, exclamation mark deal. It'll link you to a dollar cost averaging contract that somebody built that will put you in every single day. Uh, it'll show you the charts and then, you know, use them as you wish. Shows you the source data and such. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was people that had bags of ETH waiting to go into Hex that are waiting for day 90 to 130. And just like the day one guys are like, ah, you know, I thought we could value this at like 2 billion and it would just go up to 20 billion. You, you know, even like, mm, I don't know, guys. Going to take a lot of money to do that. Um, I think I think some people may get that calculus wrong on the 90 to 130 day too because they're just, they're different systems, right? We both have 350 day launch phases, but like there are differences between the two systems. You know, you just didn't have staking didn't have a share price, didn't, didn't have a referral program. There's just a lot of, you know, in hacks, people are locking up their coins. The, the average weighted stake length is 903 days. That is a long time. Wow. Okay. So people are buying it to hold it and they can't sell it. Well, you know, if they want to pay a, a very severe penalty, they could, but if they want to not be penalized, they're going to be holding for as long as they said they would. Well, man, what happens if you got something where people just keep buying it and they don't want to sell it and they mostly can't sell it? Well, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like, it seems, it seems like a no brainer to me. Um, this is like, it seems like the amount of extra liquidity coming into uh, Uniswap every day nearly equals or exceeds all of the possible sell pressure that could come from the coins that appear daily do the math but i mean it seems like there's just not enough hex liquidity to try and sell down the price do the math so right now there's like let's do it real quick um hexstat.com the um, total circulating supply of hex is 13.125 billion. So we're going to call that 13 billion. Now of that 13 billion, there's about 5 billion sitting on Uniswap as liquidity. I mean, that's, that's a lot of liquidity, right? Like that's a, that's about a damn liquid market as you can get. If five thirteenths, of all of the circulating supply is sitting on the market providing liquidity. Now, since it's providing liquidity, you can't sell it. You'd have to like 
unlock it from being a liquidity provider to then try and sell it. But then when you did that, you'd also be removing both sides. So to be a liquidity provider, you have to provide this equal amount of hex and ETH at the same time. So the price never moves. The order books just become thicker. It's not really order book. It's, it's an algorithm, but you can just call it an order book. Um, so like, which means, so with, with the coins not included on Uniswap, that's like 8 billion coins. And I mean, yeah, I, I just don't think there's enough supply to really uh, sell the price down that hard. Do your own math. It's, it's, so the price in AA, people are paying more in Uniswap depending on, how do I describe this? I think, so Uniswap liquidity is leaching Ethereum input from the AA system. Because, one, you know exactly the, the ratio you're going to get. So it's a ratio in the, the AA minting function, and it's a price on Uniswap. So on Uniswap, you know exactly the price you're going to get. Because when you submit the contract, you tell it the price you're going to get. And if it goes over half a percent, it just cancels it. And you can choose what slippage you're okay with. Half a percent or one percent, you set whatever you want, it defaults at half a percent. So you know exactly what you're going to get, and you get it just about instantly. Um, and it's it's got it's actually got more liquidity. So if you're a big whale, right, and you wanted to enter the AA lobby with 500 ETH, okay, well, there's only 500 ETH usually recently daily in there. So you would push the price against yourself double. Like you would get half the coins if you went in all one day into AA with 500 ETH. But if you put 500 ETH into Uniswap, you're going to push the price against yourself vastly less because there's 5 billion coins of liquidity there instantly now. But in the AA system, there's only 500 million coins. That's 10x less? I think it's 10x less. So you've got 10x the liquidity in Uniswap that you do in the AA lobby. And so you'll see, you know, I was watching yesterday. I think somebody bought 75 ETH in one go. If he had done that in AA, it, people might, you know, they'd be like, oh, what's going on, you know? Um, if someone buys like 75 ETH in the middle of the day, I think, I think people notice it. They'll see it on the Hexstat chart, which compares today to the last three or four days. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. It's really, really interesting dynamic to see the, the interplay between Uniswap and, uh, and the AA lobby. So tools that you can use to watch this, you can go to uniswap.info, uh, and it'll show you, you know, all the trades. All the buys, all the sells, how uh, Hex is doing versus other um, things on the, that format, that system of exchange. And then uh, there's another thing called pools.fyi, which I think is awesome. You can see every single trade with a little bubble. And the bigger bubbles are bigger trades. And the green ones are buys and the red ones are sells. And you can really see like, hey, this guy bought a bunch. Oh, he cashed out. He made some money. 
So I watched some guy, you know, he's like a purple dot, like zero X four or something. He bought on the way up and then he sold and he locked in his profit. Like, oh, check it out. You can see what the guy's doing, you know, try doing that in any other exchange. Try Try checking that out in any other exchange. It's really neat. Um, you can't like, it's, it's cool, man. There's so many cool things you can uh, watch in hex. So hex swap.win hexstat.com go.hex.win. If you want a 10% bonus, pumpamentals.com. Put that 10% cookie in there. Give you the 10% bonus. Um, pools.fyi and uniswap.info. Great sites for watching what's going on. And if you want to see the USD price uh, real easy, you can go to hexinfo.io uh, or you can go to CoinGecko and look at the chart in the bottom. The cool part about CoinGecko is it has a running counter for how many percent up you are from the all-time low and how many days ago it was. So I tell you what I plan to do is every new day that passes, if a new number is there, going to tweet that out. I'm going to change my name with it. And then, you know what, guys? That'll be bragging. <laughs> Everyone had a lot of bad things to say about Hex. Okay, bad things to say about Hex, no problem. That's fine. I'm just going to shove this 144% down your throat in 20-something uh, days. How are, you, how are you doing on your stuff? Not as good? Okay. Well, enjoy the suck then, bros. And just keep anytime there's a new thing. Now, look, no expectation of the profit from the work of others. So I'm just doing this fun as a hobby. Don't actually expect it to continue. Don't expect any joyous, wonderful things out of it. But as a hobby for fun, uh, I have started to do that. And... Uh, I'd like to keep doing it. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think you should be able to say nice things about the thing that you founded. I hope that that's okay with the the people and the powers that be. I, ho I hope that I can say something nice about Hex. <clears throat> and I'll just hedge it anyway. Have no expectations. Stop at any moment. I'm so tired. I may not remember. I even wanted to do it. I hope I do. I hope I remember. <clears throat> All right, guys. I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. It was good hearing from you all. I uh, didn't even know that I was going to be doing a video stream. That was going to be like a podcast thing. And they said, oh, we do video too. And I'm like, God damn it. Well, I guess I'm going on. All right, guys. Uh, Richard Hart win. No, Richard Hart win on Twitter. Uh, Hex Crypto on Telegram. What else? If you want to donate to charity, scns.org. Uh, if you want some books that could change your life, I wrote them. They're free. T.me forward slash Sivive. Once they're more pretty and edited more, they won't be free. Um, yeah, free chat. I got Richard's. I'll give you some Telegram groups. <laughs> Richard's Calls, Strape, Strape Charts, Hex, Crypto, uh, Hex Trading, Hex Charts, Hex Memes, uh, Hex OTC, Hex AA, Hex Claims, Hex FUD. Uh, yeah, we got, man, we got so many Telegram groups. It's silly. Hex Pro. I got a Hex Dev channel. We got a Hex BS channel. We got, we got a lot going on in Telegram. Um, what else? 
some new features. Oh, yeah, some people launched some games on Hex. So there's a game that launched in there called Hex 2, T-E-W, terrible name. Uh, then there's like Hex Lotto, Hex Games.win. Um, yeah, people are building stuff on top of Hex, which is like kind of cool, you know, to be a platform. It's, it's not ideal because I don't love games, but a lot of people apparently do. You know, this Hex 2 thing's got 900 million Hex in it so far, which is almost two full AA days out of 50. So that's like, what, 2.5% on all the Hex? Apparently somebody likes it. Um, what else? We're on this new Korean exchange, chainx.kr. Um, hmm. Some wallet upgrade things that happened. I can't remember off the top of my head. Might be like column sorting or something. Uh, yeah, I'm so tired. I thought I was just going to have a short combo with the dudes and then it turned into a big video. Good talking to you guys. Uh, happy New Year. 2020 has been a real, real joy. <laughs> G2020. You really have it in for us, huh? Uh, yeah. If you want to chat, go to tdummy forward slash hex crypto and maybe I'll be on there for five more minutes or something. See you later, guys.